Welcome to the Marketing Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Barker, and we have Ugly Mug Marketing Founders Wayne Mullins again here to talk about optimizing your website for conversions. For listeners who are just joining us for the first time, here's a quick recap. On our previous episodes, Wayne discussed how to create a winning marketing strategy and the impact of the magic bullet mentality on a marketing campaign. Today, we're going to talk about fixing websites that don't convert well. I want to talk about fixing websites that that don't convert well, because I think that's a, I know that I've gotten a lot of people inquire with me over through the years about what exactly that means. So what are, in, in your opinion, like, what are like kind of three reasons why sites don't convert that well? Yeah, I, I think number one, Shane, would be that people go copy their competitors. So they see a competitor that gets a new website and then they say, oh, that looks great. Let's do something like that, but maybe a little better, right? Let's, let's do something better. Um, the other would be there's, there's just no call to action. Um, you know, there's so many websites out there that are beautiful, that are amazing, and you have no clue what to do when you get there. It's like, okay, this, this is great. Um, and then the last one would be that, that sites are just, they're boring, right? People want to be engaged. We live in a world now where you're used to scrolling and swiping and all these things. So it's important that there's, there's movement, there's things that are taking place that keep people engaged on the page itself. I'm going to say this again, and I, I don't, you guys have an awesome website, man. I tell you, you guys have definitely, because it's, it's one of those things that when I was looking at your website and the way you put it together, and I've got somewhat of a newer website, I, you know, I like my website, you know, you, you always, you know how it is, and when you're always want to change stuff and do this and make it better and you see something, but I love the aesthetic of your website. I can tell you guys have put a lot of time and detail into it. Um, and once again, I wanted to give you kudos on that because I was when I first saw it, I was like, oh, I kind of like this is this. I like the way this is rolling. You know, I was kind of looking around. I was like, oh, this is definitely gives me some ideas on, on different things for clients and stuff. But once again, kudos to you guys in that I can tell you guys have a you guys have been working on the conversion side of your website. So we will have obviously Wayne's um, website here, uh, which is uglymugmarketing.com. But we'll have that here in the, in the show notes as well. So in your experience with obviously all the clients you guys have worked with, well, like high converting websites, like what do they do differently? Like what is, we kind of talked about some of the things. Is there anything you can say, hey, what they do is they're you know, constantly looking at this or that, or like what are some of the things you guys have seen over the years? Yeah, it's, my answer is going to be so cliche, but it's, they begin with the end in mind. So they, they begin the build around what do we want people to do? What action do we want people to take? But more specifically than that, if you're not selling directly on your website, um, what's going to happen after they take the action that you want them to take? So if they fill out the form, if they click the button, if they, they place the phone call, like that is what the conversion is about, right? It's not about just my filling out the contact form on your website. What's actually going to happen after that? So your website's just a tool and you've got to engineer that tool to serve the funnel itself. It, it can't go the other way around. And I think that is, I think that's a really important part. I, I don't think people, and this happens a lot of the times because we work with a lot of SEO clients. I think that works a lot of times in SEO too, is people, most people create a website to create a website, right? It's like, okay, I got a website. And they're like, oh, I'm done with my website. Thank God. I'm like, well, we should probably look at it. And what have you done for SEO? And then what about conversion-based stuff? And they're like, stay away from me. Like, I, I, just, I just launched my website. I'm going to keep it for the next 10 years. I don't know. We don't, I don't want to talk about any of that. And so that's the same thing we talk about SEO wise. It's like, let's reverse build this, right? Let's take a look at like which keywords you want to index for, or what's that end journey? Where do you want to be? What do you want? What kind of customers are you looking for? And then how do you build a website that's going to be aesthetically pleasing to them? Um, and I love that. I don't think, I, I know 90, 
8% of the businesses don't do that. And I know a lot of the marketing companies don't either. It's like, I just want to build a website for my client, but it's like, there's a lot more thought process that needs to go into that, right? This isn't just putting a website up. It's assuming that you want to, you know, either index number one for a certain keyword, or you're looking to convert people, you're, you know, pushing people off or pulling people from social media or wherever that may be to be able to come to your website and be able to convert higher. So I love that. I think, uh, I just think that's a, a big piece that so many people are missing. So what are some of the, yeah, go ahead. No, you're going to say something. I know you had no, something no, no, else. That, that, I completely agree. You're, you're preaching uh, to the choir, man. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. So, so I, I, when I'm looking at like conversions for sites, so what are some of the basic things that you can recommend to get more um, conversions on your website? Like obviously you talked on uh, a CDAs, call to actions. What are some other things, some basic things that people could think about or maybe review on their sites? Sure. Absolutely. Another analogy here, 3.53 PM. So think about a clock, 3.53 PM. The first three is simply that you have three seconds to capture attention. In other words, if you don't capture their attention, they're bouncing. They're going to another another website. So you've got three seconds. The five and 3.53 p.m. is what we call the critical five. You should ask these five questions about every single page on your website. Number one, who's here? And it could vary from page to page. So who's here on this specific page? Next is, what do I want them to do? The next question is, how do I want them to do it? When do I want them to do it? And the last one is the most important one of the five is why should they do it from their perspective, not from my perspective? In other words, I know why my product's great. I know why my service is great, but why should they take the action that we want them to take? So that's the three, five. The next three is just simply this. There are three C's when it comes to designing a website. They are the contrast, the composition, and then the content. So if you were to go hire a designer, um, anyone who's been to design school, they're going to know those three C's. But by default, designers love to start with the contrast and the composition. So briefly, I'll tell you what those are. The composition is just simply the makeup of the page, the structure of the web page. The contrast would be the colors, the visual elements that call certain things to stand out. And then the last elements, the content, right? The words and the pictures, the videos that are used. Designers are notorious for beginning with the, the composition and the contrast first. The most important thing on your website, though, is the content. Sure. The design should be centered around the message that you're communicating, not the other way around. So that's the 353. The PM just simply stands for this, that your website in and of itself, a picture on your website in and of itself, a picture is worth a thousand words. Um, don't use stock images have a photographer come in, take some real pictures. If there's nothing to take real pictures of, have them take real pictures around your town, around your community, things that would resonate to the audience that you're trying to reach. And then the last one, the ILM, is just simply this, that uh, your website is nothing more than a means to an end. That is not the end all of your marketing funnel. That is a means to an end. So make sure, again, begin with the end in mind. Make sure that you understand what role the website's going to serve. Yeah, I love that. Well, and I tell you, you guys have done an excellent job. Once again, I keep toting about your guys' website. But, uh, you know, the thing is, I bet you guys did an excellent job. I know there was some, some footage of you, somebody coming into your shop, and I saw you, and I was like, man, this guy's all over his website, which is great, right? Which is the whole point of branding is, you know, you want to be able to, to have that consistent images and, 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 you know, people to see that. And when they come in and see it, they're like, hey, this is the guy that I saw on the web. This guy's famous. 
I saw this guy on the website. So I love that. I think that is a big thing. A lot of people miss that branding side of things and taking that opportunity. I mean, this is your opportunity to shine and, and spend a little more money on, on, on pictures for branding, I think is, is really absolutely key. So obviously with you guys doing tons of the conversion-based stuff and conversion rate optimization stuff, what trends are you seeing in 2021? Is there anything, is it all going to be a lot of the same stuff, which I know a lot of the years it, it is, hey, you got to stick with the tried and true, or is there anything else that you're saying, man, this is something that is kind of intriguing to me? Yeah, I think what's what's super interesting, and Shane, you you probably know far more about this than I, it's the, the most recent or the coming algorithm update from Google, which is really centered around engagement, page engagement. And they've identified all these various factors that they're looking at from page speed to, you know, the security of the page to things that would interrupt or annoy people basically as they're browsing the page. Um, And so I think that it just goes back to understanding the user, the end user. So it goes back to that user experience, which again, has always been, you know, touted and preached. But I think the big change is that Google now is really going to attempt to reward people who are serious about engaging, making their pages engaging and uh, interesting for people. Yeah. And I think that's going to be, you know, obviously your bounce rate, the time on page and how many other pages you go to, and then how engaging that content is. And I think that's, I think we've always known about that and said, but it's like, how do you actually, how are you successful at doing that now when Google starts, when, you know, big daddy comes along and says, you have to do this, or I'm going to start de-indexing you, then I think you're going to get more and more people to listen. So, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. It's, it'll be interesting. You know, anytime there's a Google update, you know, most of the time I will cross my fingers. Most of the time our clients are, are in the clear because we do things the way that we do things. Um, every once in a while, somebody gets slapped for something and it's usually because they did something outside of what we told them to do, you know, and, and it happens. So I'm, I'm excited to see this update. Um, like I said, we've been, I don't know. I, 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 I enjoy the Google updates. I've had plenty of my colleagues that do things a little in maybe in the gray hat area that, you know, that aren't excited about it or can be excited about it, depending on what it is. So I guess we'll see, we'll see how that all plays out here in another, uh, another few months. Um, well, cool, man. So, um, now you haven't done, t- have you done tons of traveling? I mean, outside of your, where you currently live? I mean, do you like to do you world traveler at all or? Um, a little bit, but not, not like some, um, so yeah, we have, my wife and I have four kids and so, you know, they're ages seven to 14. So that kind of affects the amount of travel that you do, particularly as they were younger, um, travel was a bit more of a challenge. Yeah, no, I can imagine. So what would be, is there one place and it could be anywhere in the world It can be, I don't care if it's, you know, 80 miles from where you currently live. There's one place in the world that you could go to now that we're all going to be hopefully COVID free and vaccinated or whatever is going to happen. Where would be a place that you would you would want to go? Yeah, I would actually want to go back to Santa Teresa, Costa Rica. Um, we went there, I guess it was about eight years ago, and the whole family went. We were going to stay a month there. Uh, we arrived. It's a very remote village. Um, if we flew into San Jose, and then we took a car ride through some roads that look like you're in the middle of a jungle for about six hours, and you arrive there. And um, we arrived the very next day, they had an earthquake with the epicenter that was like 18 miles from where we were 7.8 on the Richter scale, no electricity for days. Um, My son gets very, very sick running 103, 104, 105 degree temperatures. 
And so our trip was cut very short because of all that that took place. So I would love to go back and, and have a different memory of that trip. Second opportunity. No, and you know what's so funny is, um, so I'm a huge, so when I was talking about that plan that I did at, at Nichols State, that was to Costa Rica. Like I'm a huge, like I was in school there, um, love the Ticos and Ticas of, of Costa Rica, used to be fluent in Spanish, haven't really practiced it as much as I needed to. My, my Costa Rican mom would be not happy with me, but that's okay. After I have a few beers, I, I started to think that I'm fluent again. I don't know if that's fully true or not true, um, but Costa Rica is awesome. In fact, I'm going to Costa Rica here in another month. Um, we're going to be heading out there. I've got some actually some business stuff out there, but um, Costa Rica is awesome. I think just the land, the people, people are always smiling. Gallo Pinto, like just Platano's, like all the fun stuff. I'm hoping you get back out there, man, because you you guys will love that. The epicenter and all that kind of stuff, your son getting sick, you definitely need round two. You got to talk to your wife when you get home. It's so like, honey, Shane says, I don't know if I'm paying for it, but Shane says that I we should go to Costa Rica again. We need to give it a second opportunity and let me know how that works out for you. Let me know if she gives you the green light. Yeah, absolutely. If you put that in an email for me, it might help make my case. Hey, anything I can do for you, my friend. I'll send an email, <laughs> courier a pigeon, I'll call her, whatever. Not that I have your wife's number, because that's super awkward. But you know, I'll do whatever I can do to make it happen on this side, man. I'm, I'm here. I'm here for the team. I'm here for the team. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. That's right, man. That's it. Absolutely. So what if you what if you could have any superpower? What would it be? I, I always ask this question because I'm some people just say some off the wall stuff that I've like, I never even thought of that as a superpower, but that's super awesome. Like last guy I talked to, I think he said, um, oh, uh, tele, uh, teleportation or where you can like pretty much snap your fingers and go somewhere. I was like, oh, that would be nice because then you could cut down on. I mean, I could be in Costa Rica tonight and be drinking uh, in Piriao, you know, hanging out. Um, so what about you? What would be what would you what would your superpower be? Yeah, if I could have a superpower, my superpower would be stealing superpowers from other people. Oh. So yeah, that, that would give me the, you know, the gamut. I could, I could pick and choose whatever I wanted. Wow, that's a good one. Cause then you can have, you could just, that's like, you know, like the genie with unlimited wishes, right? You're like, why would I just do one wish? I want to wish for unlimited wishes. And you're like, whoa, like, you know, that's like a Trump move. You're like, hey, you can move it over. And all of a sudden you're checkmate. I love that. Okay, so you would steal other people's superpowers. Absolutely. Man, I got to know if I get a superpower, I can't hang out with you though, because I don't want you stealing my superpower, <laughs> right? I, yeah, I I'm super nervous now, but I don't know. We'll see. If I get a superpower, I'd probably, you, I'd probably be one of the first people that I call right after I convince your wife to take you guys to Costa Rica, of course. Um, Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm, I'm here for you, brother. Um, so what are some, any like favorite books or podcasts or anything that have helped shape your career, personality? Like, uh, what do you got? I always, this is literally for me because I always like, in, you know, improving my list of places I should visit and also the books or, or podcasts I should be listening to. So anything fun? That's, that's a danger, dangerous question, Shane. I love to read. Um, so I often answer with the most recent books I've read, but some that, that stick out would be um, Personality Isn't Permanent. That's a great one. James Hardy, I believe, is the author of that book. Um, another one that I just finished would be Effortless by Greg McEwen, another great book. Um, and then Zig Ziglar, man. I mentioned that earlier in the story, but yeah. Zig, Zig really, because of his CD, completely altered and changed the, the course of my life. Timeless. I mean, you can listen to him. That's there. There's a handful of books that I um, try to get to every year over and over because it's like every time I listen to it, it's like watching a movie again. You're like, oh, I didn't, I missed that the first time. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. And it can be applicable to different times in your life, right? Where like this, I'm having different struggles with this. And you read that book, you're like, oh my God, that's amazing. 
So I could tell you're yeah. a book reader because nobody can see this because I'm watching, we're doing this on video, but he probably has, I mean, Wayne, how many books you got back there? Probably 30 or 40, 50. I don't know. There's, there's books everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. There's books everywhere in each of our rooms in our office. There's, there's a library of books. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, Wayne, man, this has been fun, man. I knew this was going to be fun talking with you about the conversion side of things. Like I said, uh, I can't say enough about your website. We'll obviously include that in the show notes. We'll also include um, the link to those books as well, if anybody wants to take a look at those books. And if anybody wants to get in contact with you, man, what's, uh, what's the best way of doing that? The simplest way is just through our website, Shane, just uglymugmarketing.com. Um, all our social channels are there, my email address, phone number, all that's there. So that's the easiest place. Thanks, Wayne, for joining us. It's been a pleasure having you on the Marketing Growth Podcast. If you're listening to this podcast and you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe. In fact, your support has helped us make it to the top 33 business podcasts on iTunes. Thank you for your support. Next week, we'll talk to another marketing expert and help you get valuable insight into what works and what doesn't. So stay tuned.